0: Well, good morning. Let me add my welcome to John's and those we've heard already today. My name is Anil Aptu, and I'm the Associate Minister here at Christchurch. Let me begin with a prayer. Please bow your heads to pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I wonder, is it possible for you to live a righteous life? We all know there are right things we can do and wrong things we can do. And in the Bible, this term righteous simply means uh, living our lives, uh, agreeing to what God has said is good and right for us. Right. Righteous. Simple's right. If you were to put it another way, is it possible for you to be perfect? Now, I, I imagine most of you are thinking right now, no, of course not. You try living perfectly with my family in lockdown right now. Or maybe you're living on your own at the moment and you're aware of things that you're tempted to do or watch. Or say that you know are wrong, but there's no one around you to tell you otherwise. Or maybe one or two of you are thinking, of course, I'm always perfect. It's everyone else around me that's wrong. Today, God is saying to us through His Word, practice and teach what Jesus commands, and you'll be great in His kingdom. Practice and teach what Jesus commands, and you'll be great in His kingdom. And if you follow Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He's going to show you how, by His Spirit, that it's possible for you to do this. We're currently in a new preaching series, looking briefly at the Sermon on the Mount together over the next few months in small uh, bite-sized chunks. This is one of Jesus' most famous long talks, and much of the way we live our lives in the Western world is based here on Jesus' teaching. Our laws, our ethics, our morals, what we instinctively think is right and wrong, all find their foundation here, in this part of the Bible. And he covers so many areas of our lives, anger, uh, marriage, speaking truthfully, loving our enemies, what we do with our money. It's all here, as we'll see in the coming months. Let me begin by giving an illustration. When we're looking for a new prime minister of our country or maybe someone to lead on our school council, all the different leaders uh, come out with what they'll change, uh, what's important to them, their priorities, if you like. That's a bit like what we're seeing here with Jesus. Jesus is showing us what it looks like to live as a member of the kingdom of heaven, his kingdom. It's a manifesto, if you like, for kingdom living. You might be surprised to learn, though, that in Matthew's biography of Jesus' life, this foundational teaching was only shared with people who already followed Jesus, with his disciples. It's Jesus's disciples that he expects to be perfect. Think of it this way. I am a British citizen. It says so here in my passport. Now, most of the world is currently in lockdown. And a couple of weeks ago, we heard from our friends Nat and Helen Schluter uh, based down in South Africa, serving God there. Now, they were sharing ways in which the lockdown rules down there were different to us here in the UK. As a British citizen, it would be really silly for me to follow the lockdown rules for South Africa, wouldn't it? That's their rules for their people living in their country at this time as a British citizen, I'm supposed to follow the UK lockdown rules. I'm being judged on my righteousness as a British citizen, that's if I've lived rightly or wrongly, on the rules in the UK, not in South Africa. Does that make sense? Now, my dad, he comes from a country called Mauritius. In fact, he's there right now my mum. My dad has two passports because he's both a citizen of the UK And Mauritius. Uh, This isn't his, that'd be quite silly if it was, he'd be stuck, wouldn't he? (laughs) Uh, God says in the Bible that if you love the Lord Jesus, it's a little bit like you have two passports, too Uh, one as a citizen of the world and one as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus says a bit later in verse 48 of his talk that if you are a citizen of his kingdom, then you should be perfect. Is that really? what Jesus means? Is that even possible? Well, let me share with you two different ways you might think about Jesus' teaching here. One way is that you might think, this is really easy. I just need to do this and say that and think these thoughts and Bob's your uncle, I'm perfect. Now, I don't know about you, uh, but I know myself well enough to know that I can barely go 10 minutes without breaking at least 10 of his commands. The other way of thinking might be to look at these sayings and feel a bit like a sad Eeyore kind of character. Oh, I can never live to make Jesus happy. I've failed again. Needn't bother, never mind. I can't be perfect. But that can't be right, can it? Because Jesus just told us in our reading that we should practice and teach his commands. So uh, here's what I think is going on, and I hope you find this helpful. One of Jesus's friends is a guy called Paul, and he says something like this. There is no one who is right in God's eyes, no one who is perfect, not one. Everyone has broken God's good rules. They've all sinned. Jesus himself says a little later in uh, this talk in chapter 7, verse 11, that even his disciples are evil. I know that's a really strong language, isn't it? So if God says that we can't be perfect, and if he also says that there's something inside of us that makes us do these wrong things, our sin, how can Jesus expect us to practice and teach his good commands if he knows we can't? Well, let me remind you of something really exciting that John told us last week. Jesus said to his disciples a bit earlier in this passage, you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. If you are one of Jesus' disciples, one of his forever friends, if you have one of his passports, then he says that you are already these wonderful things. And more than that, at the end of verse 16, he says that his father in heaven is your father too. So why does knowing you're already a citizen of Jesus' kingdom matter. Why does that help? Two things. Firstly, because everyone who is a citizen of his kingdom, everyone who has two passports, receives a very special gift when they become a citizen. Do you know what that is? God's Holy Spirit living inside of you. Jesus can expect you to live rightly, to practice and teach what he commands because it's like you have a superpower, his superpower, his spirit inside of you working from the inside out. One of the key things God's spirit does in the life of his believers is that he helps us to become more and more like Jesus, giving us his strength to fight the things that are wrong, our sins that we're tempted to do, giving us his courage To speak words about God to other people and helping us to serve and love the people around us. I know that it's completely impossible for me to live rightly before God on my own. There's no one in the world who can do it. But that is one of the reasons why God has given us His Spirit to help us to. But the second thing is that because Jesus lived rightly before God, because He was righteous and perfect, He has lived a perfect life already and he did that for you. Not just that, but because he was killed without having ever done anything wrong, the righteous Jesus for the unrighteous everyone else, all of us, his death can completely cover all the times that we have sinned and continue to sin. And so we can be certain that what Jesus did was really enough because God raised him back to life on that first Easter Sunday morning, to reign as king forever, as if to say what Jesus has done was right. So you might wonder, how does Jesus' death help me out? Well, let me put it like this. At the time of writing this talk, the UK police had handed out over 9,000 fines for people breaching lockdown restrictions in the UK you can get a 60 pound fine for being outside without a reasonable excuse. Perhaps uh, you've already got one of these. Well, imagine that you're out without a reasonable excuse. I don't know, you're walking a toy dog or something. And a policeman comes to you and gives you a fine and says, you need to pay it right now, or you're going to prison. The problem is, as you pat yourself, you realize that you have no money to pay this fine and your bank account is empty. Then I want you to imagine that a man comes along and says I'll pay that for you. This man knows that you're doing the wrong thing and he overheard your conversation so he knows there's no way that you could ever pay him back. You have two choices don't you? You can either recognize that you haven't got the money to pay and thank the man for being willing to pay it for you or you can just ignore the man and take the consequences upon yourself. That's a little bit like what Jesus did when he died in our place on the cross, paying the debt that we owe God for our sins, knowing that we could never pay it ourselves. If we trust Jesus, if we believe that he really has paid for our sins, like a lockdown fine, then God says that not only does Jesus pay for all my wrong things, my sin, but all the right things he did, his perfect righteousness is given to me. Do you see why that's amazing? Because Jesus tells us if we practice and teach what he commands, then we will be great in his kingdom. But as we said, it's impossible for us to be righteous, to be perfect. But God not only has given us his spirit to help us to live a righteous life, but also when we get this wrong, which we often do, it's like Jesus says to us, it's okay. I got this right for you. Maybe you'll get it right next time. Let me show you what this looks like in my house at the moment in lockdown. So from time to time, my two adorable children wind each other up just a little bit. And then this winds me up just a little bit. And I might get a little too cross with them. Can you relate? Uh, Once I've calmed down, I recognise my wrong behaviour, my sin, in how I treated my children. And in those moments, I might get my children together to apologize and to ask their forgiveness. And then I pray something like this with my children. I say this, Dear Father God, I'm sorry for how I treated my children harshly. Please forgive me for my sin. Thank you for sending Jesus who never treated anyone harshly without reason and that his perfect love for other people is counted as my perfect love. Thank you that Jesus has taken the punishment for all the times that I treat people badly, so that I won't have to be punished. By your Spirit, work in me your Spirit's superpower to help me to live a righteous life and to help me always turn to you when I fail. Amen. God tells us in his word that if we practice and teach what Jesus commands, we will be great in his kingdom. And all who believe have God's spirit to help us and Jesus' perfect righteousness to cover over the times that we get this wrong. Thanks be to God for his son, our Lord and saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our next song picks up on many of the themes that God has revealed to us this morning reminding us of God's grace to all of us who believe, and his Spirit's power working in us. Please do stand and sing if you're able, yet not I, but Christ through me.